Hey everybody, it's Finding Japan Pro, uh, Epilogue 4, I think. Um, I'm here I'm here with Fred. Hey everybody! We uh, we just got back from our first pachinko experience and we're on we're on our way walking home right now. We we're gonna we we're just so blown away about the whole deal. It's pretty exciting, so we're we're going to uh, figure uh, we figured we'd do a podcast while we're walking back. Half drunk. Half drunk. Well with beer. In hand. Why don't Why don't you talk a little bit about where where you ended up before Pachinko and what you drank and 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 what you thought? Oh well, we ended up in uh, some dark alleyway where they were serving yakitori and other miscellaneous random, seemingly butter baked fried things. And uh, we had we had a special um, yakitori with it wasn't it wasn't tori it wasn't bird because yakitori means fried bird. Yeah, I knew that. But it, but it was, uh, it was some beef that it was, was yakiwagu. Yakiwagu, yeah, it's very good. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> and uh, the yakiwagu was pretty good, and it felt like it was. No, it felt like didn't feel like. I didn't really feel it. It tasted like it was soaked in butter for days. For days before being cooked, and it was delicious. It was delicious. It was, it was really good. Extremely tender. And I highly recommend this place. It's, it's near the Beat Diner in Yudakcho, near the train stations. Okay, anyway, so... Right. So, what did we have to drink at the uh, yakitori place? Biru. Yeah, but, but <laughs> after that... After that, we had a carbonated barley malt beverage. Right. With shoju. With which shoju. Which is vodka, essentially. Yeah, made from potatoes. So, yeah, it's like vodka. Yeah. Okay, so, so we had some shochu with uh, hoppy. At the hoppy setto. The hoppy setto. So the hoppy seto was doing us pretty good because it's actually kind of like two drinks in one, in exactly. One. Right. So you pay seven hundred yen, but you get quite a bit for it. It comes with essentially an eight ounce, well, maybe even yeah, maybe an eight ounce glass of vodka, Japanese vodka. If you pour it down a stirrer into your glass, and then you add the non-alcoholic fermented barley beverage, which is so, pretty good by itself. Not too bad, but. It would actually work with non-alcoholic beer. It actually might. Actually, you know, that's a really good thing because, you know, Linda and I were experimenting with non-alcoholic beer because... Which are in, all really bad. Which are all really bad. But we figured we'd give it a shot because she's pregnant and she loves beer. But, of, of course, she can't drink beer while she's pregnant, so we figured we'd give it a shot. But it, it's just been a terrible experience, so we have to try and find some hoppy instead. It wouldn't be a bad idea. It would be a good thing to try. So after the uh, yakitori experience, we decided to start walking down uh, through Ginza, and there's a—I don't even know the name of the place we were just at. I can't even—I can't even hear myself talk. It's so freaking loud. It was so loud. <laughs> but anyway, so we decided that uh, we would head back home and kind of walk, and, and said that we would uh, try to hit up a pachinko place because I, out of all my time here in Japan, two and a half years, I've never played pachinko. Fred, have you ever played pachinko before? I have never played pachinko before. So we found the pachinko place, and Linda said, "You know what? We're, I'm going to go home." <laughs> so she, she lamed out. She she lamed out. That's true, but she kind of left the boys to their own devices. That happens. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. And we decided that we would go and try to learn how to play pachinko. So apparently, it's really easy. <laughs> it is really easy. Well, playing pachinko is really easy. It's figuring out what to do when you're done that's a little difficult. That is the hard part, yeah. It's actually harder than the play. So we went into this pachinko place and we said, ah, oh, okay. 
Uh, well, actually, I said, I went in and I said, you know what, I, I've never played pachinko before, but I want to know how to play. Please teach me how to play. So what, what happened? So we go up to the place, and the girl's very happy. She's like, all right, all right. She gets on her radio. She calls some dude. Dude comes over, and he brings us over to a couple of pachinko seats. But, but how did she call him, and why did she call him that way? Over a radio, because you couldn't hear a bloody thing. Everybody's got, like, these crazy in-ear headphones with a little microphone on their lapel, right? Absolutely. It has to be like an in-ear noise-isolating, noise-canceling type of It's got to be a noise-canceling deal, because I can't imagine if you actually worked there, you'd probably go deaf in a week. You really, really would. It was actually... It's, it's not OSHA-compliant. <laughs> I, I don't even think it's Japanese law-compliant, but... But it was good, so she could obviously hear the dude. The dude oh, obviously hold on, could hear. let's pause up. Got the freaking noisemaker things. It's gonna screw up the recording. Noisemaker things. The ultrasonic uh, young people repellent. These things right here. You can't, you can't hear these? Look at the meter. I can feel it more than I can hear it. See? What the fuck? I can still hear those things. Those are real? Yeah. There's some over here, too, on this other one. But they're real? Yeah. They're like, maybe about 20, or, uh, sorry, 20,000 hertz. But they're real? Yeah, yeah. They have those in the U.S., too, but most... Most people can't hear them. They have them right here too. They're really loud. See, look, see the VU level. Watch this. It's like a loud chirping. You can't hear that. If you can't hear that, you're you're you can't hear twenty thousand hertz. I can hear that. It's these things right here. They're meant to keep the young people. I'm, uh, congregating. I can hear it. Kind of sounds like a clicking kind of? No, it just... It more feels like something than, than sounds like something. But I just came out of a loud pachinko bar. That's true. If you walk by here again, maybe later, it's going to be weird. But that's... When you hear the recording later, like, maybe I'll just leave it in. You can hear it. I was a little detour, sorry. And there was no doter. But I'm... I'm gas or flabbered. I can't believe that they could and would actually do such a thing. Yeah, they do it so people don't hang out there, especially young people who still have their hearing. And what does that mean about my hearing? It means you're old. But I have better than perfect hearing. Linda can't hear it either. I always have. I, I don't know why I, st I can still hear it. I was the one that was in a rock band. <laughs> Anyway, now I'm sad. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I go home. <laughs> Where were we? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so we went into the uh, the place. Fred's not happening. He's like, "Ah, more Hi. You just said we already ate. Yeah. My Japanese is really coming along, huh? It is. Okay, we were a little distracted by the ultrasonic pulses that apparently I can still hear, but, but Fred can't. But I can feel them. Yeah, but when you feel it, you feel it like in your head, right? Yes, like yeah. my head's vibrating. 
Yeah, so you probably can still kind of hear it. To but me, I want to be able to hear it all the way. To me, it sounds like kind of like uh, like a high pitched chirping. I can't hear it at all. I can only feel it, as though my equilibrium is getting wiggled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of messes with your ears. But I want to be able to hear it. It sounds like a cricket sped up. But I'm not ready to be old and deaf. Oh, man. Well, you were just in a pachinko parlor, so maybe that's why you couldn't hear it. That better be why I couldn't hear it. It was really goddamn loud. Okay, so we got in there, and it was so loud, they had, like, their own lapel mics and in-ear headphones and the whole deal, right? And, and now I have ear burn. And now ear burn? Ear burn. It's when, you know, you go into a loud place for a long time, and then you walk out, and your ears are still ringing. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Never heard that phrase before, ear burn. That's why I can't hear the things. Ah, okay, okay. So Fred's got ear burn, so he can't hear them. It, you know, if you spend a day in a Japanese park with all the cicadas, or the, I don't know, the Japanese beetles or whatever they are making all yeah, noise, yeah, yeah. it has the same effect as the pachinko parlor. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. And in fact, Those I, things are loud. And I, I think that's exactly what they were uh, modeled after, the pachinko games. Probably, yeah. They're like, <laughs> Anyway, so, okay, what, so what happened after we got in and I, I told the lady, like, hey, I don't know how to play and we need to uh, figure it out. So the dude comes over, brings us over to the pachinko machines. There's a couple of them right next to each other. There's cartoon chicks in bikinis on the screen, which is always a plus. And, uh, and he's like pushing buttons and putting money in and doing crazy shit. So, so you put the money in, right? And, and what do you get for money? What do you get for money? You get balls. Okay, so we, we put in what, like a thousand yen each? Yeah, about ten bucks. Actually, Fred <laughs> Fred paid for my I plan. put in a thousand yen each. Because I'm poor. I got no money. Brother's got a lady. She took all the money home. <laughs> so you get it. You get a thousand balls and you get to release them. Do you get a th- oh, yeah, you do get a thousand balls. A thousand. Cause, well, you can play one set of machines where you get uh, one ball per yen. And then you can play another set of machines where you get four balls per yen. You got the high rollers and the low rollers. We were low rollers. Yeah, so we, we did the low rolling, but so, alright, so we did that, and then you, you hit, like, another button that apparently releases, like, a hundred at a time, and, and, then, and then what do you do? You turn a knob. Okay, so what happens when you turn this knob? The balls start flying out, and the more you turn the knob, the faster they fly out, so the idea is to turn the knob the right amount. Right, so you turn the knob, and these balls come flying out, and it's kind of like playing a Plinko on The Price is Right, but just, like, faster and smaller, right? Kinda, yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, oh, yeah, you're smart. Are you hungry? No. No, you're mine. <laughs> but I love Noshinai. Anyway, so, so, see, so, this is where I never made the connection with how, how Pachinko actually works. So, apparently, when, when the goal is to get the ball into the center hole, that's at kind the right of, time. At the right time, that's kind of at the top. But once you get the ball in the center hole, it's like playing video slots. Only, the thing is that the, the, the characters are going right to left on the screen. Right, yeah. instead of up and down. Exactly. And then you have to get the ball in the hole at the right time so that the, so that the ball goes in the little hole slot thing while the things are lined up, while the characters are lined up vertically. Right. Or diagonally. Or diagonally. 
So it's it's kind of like playing poke, uh, no, not poker, uh, slots, but they line up vertically instead of horizontally, and you have to time it with getting the little balls in the hole. But you can't time it exactly. You just got to get as many little balls in the hole as you can so that you can get it by happenstance. Right, because there's no way to really control where the hell the little balls go. No, because the balls are flying out, and they're just falling down in between the little pins. So when you when you push the button to get the balls from the money you put in, it goes into this one tray, and that's the tray that feeds the machine. And then if you get something right, it dumps balls into another tray, which you can then use to dump back into the main tray, or you can choose to let them go down into your little winnings bucket. Right, and if you put it in the winnings bucket... Then it just kind of collects, right? Until you open the hole for that, and then it goes into the little machine, and then it counts your balls. It counts your balls. So when you're all done, apparently you have some, you know, a certain amount of balls in the little thing, and then you, you get, like, this little card that pops out. And when you ask for your card to pop out, and you're done with your balls, then that's your winnings. And apparently I paid 3,000 yen, and I got 3,500 back. So it, overall, it was a good win, but I, I actually wasted 2,000 yen. Right. So, so here's how it really went down. Fred, Fred took 1,000 yen and turned it into 3,500 yen, and I, I took 2,000 yen and turned it into zero yen. <laughs> so Fred is clearly the, the winner at Pachinko here. I sure can play a mean Pachinko. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't the amazing part. The more amazing part is how you collect your winnings, your booty. So, my impression of Pachinko is that once you're done playing, you go over to the little store. And then you buy stuff with your winnings. Presumably you're so drunk that you can't really make your way around in order to figure out how to collect your winnings. Presumably. Or you're really hungry, so you need to buy just like the ramen or the curry. <laughs> exactly. And the toilet paper. Or in the toilet paper, or the, what else do we see? Cleaning supplies? Cleaning supplies, exactly. But if, but if you're like a, if you're a high roller, though, I mean, you can win, what, maybe a watch, or a camera? Or a DVD player. A DVD player. They had a lot of DVDs there, too, though. And DVDs, including Avatar, for only 3,400 yen, or, or balls, I think. Wow, you, you could have got that. I could have, but I already downloaded it. Uh, legally. Okay. Legally. <laughs> Chris is drinking. Anyway. Okay, so we, we go up to the counter and I say, you know, I, I just played stupid tonight because I really didn't know what to do. It wasn't a play. I, I, <laughs> bastard. <laughs> anyway, so I, uh, you know, sometimes I'll try to fumble my way through. I'll kind of look and see what other people do and try to do the same thing. But I didn't really can't, though. Not here, no, because I didn't want to buy like a stack of curry. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do like curry. I do like curry. Anyway, so I went up and I said, okay, how do I use this? And I gave her the card. So she says, okay, no, you... No, 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 you forgot the smile on her face. She had this big, huge smile oh, on her face. I didn't even notice. She took the card and, like, her face lit up and she had this huge smile and she was like, wow. Really? I totally didn't notice. I noticed. So, so she took the card and she said, oh, you can get two medallion things. And I'm like, okay. And they're worth a thousand yen each. So I thought, I asked her, how much are these? And she was a thousand yen. I'm like, okay, great. And I said, can I use these later? And she said, yes. So I said, okay, this is probably the uh, Pachinko currency. So if I go back, I can you know, use it again later. Use it again. 
So we had a, uh, I, don't, I don't understand exactly how this works, but we, we had an eight, 800 yen balance. Or 800 ball balance. 800 ball balance. So we said, okay, what are we going to spend our 800 balls on? So, uh, apparently 400 of those balls turned into 400 yen. Right, but before that, so we had like 840 something. But what did we do the other 440 yen? We did the only appropriate thing possible, which is buy three Ebisu all malt beers. And like some, some cheese corn chips or corn something. cheese chips something. Which is really funny because we bought the beer first. Clearly that's the most important. Absolutely. And then she said, you have 102 left on your card. So what would you like to do? So she went out from behind the counter and brought us over to a table of snacks. And I said, which one is the most delicious in Japanese? And she pointed to the cheese chip, so we got that. Fred said... And uh, I, I don't know, what did I say? He said, are, are you sure you want to get that? Yeah, they do look pretty nasty. Yeah, they do look nasty, but... But they, they like actually have balls. something that looks like Crispix that looked a lot better, but... It, you know, I wouldn't take this lady... I, I would take it her at her word. She's, she's a serious pachinko lady. I, I guess so. I mean, she told us what was the most delicious, so I gotta trust her. She actually didn't hesitate either. No, she pointed right to it. She's like, that's it? That's it. You gotta eat those. They're good, probably gonna taste like styrofoam. I certainly assume so. I don't really think I'm gonna eat them at all. I think that we're gonna give them a try. Tonight. I think I'm just gonna drink more beer. I think we're going to do both. <laughs> anyway, so so that was the amazing part. We're like, wow, this, this system is so crazy. So there's like seven different things that you got to pick out in order to use up all your balls. Well, but but that so then we're like, okay, we have some kind of balance left. So she goes, you have 400 yen left. And what does she do? She brings us over to this kind of like change machine thing. Yeah, it looks like you stick in a thousand yen and you get hundreds back, but no. So we stick... The, or she sticks some kind of card in. I don't even know if it was our card or what it was. And we get 400 yen back. Cash in hand. So then she says, or she doesn't say, she's like, oh, I'm going to, like, walk you out. She's acting like she's all going to walk us out and everything. So we're like, oh, this is cool. I thought we're getting, like, the royal treatment, right? Right, the red carpet. Get the hell out. You want too much. So we, we start walking out of the building, and then, and then what happens? So then she brings us around the side of the building where there's, like, a little booty counter. And the booty counter is like totally run down. It's like, it looks like a place where you'd buy crack or something. And there's an angry lady behind the counter. Who doesn't talk and she looks like she's just mad at the world. And she's got a little slide drawer like you have in the U.S. at banks. Right, with a little like uh, bulletproof screen and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so the, what's really interesting is that the woman who put us out there kind of just put us in front of it and she didn't point she didn't push us in that direction. She just kind of, like, did the eye thing with the little head nod, like... Oh, I didn't notice that. And and she didn't even say anything. That was the amazing thing. She just kind of made a gesture. Let's go... Uh, yeah, let's go this way. She made a little gesture and said, uh, you know, this way. <laughs> and I said, ah, okay, okay, I've heard about this. This is where you go get your money back. I think I've heard of that too, actually. But I thought it was that store that's connected to the pachinko parlor, like where we bought the curry and everything. Well, we didn't buy curry, but where they had the curry and where we bought beers and chips. But apparently the serious gap cash operations happens out of this little booty booth. Right, so we took the little silver medallions which come in these little plastic cases. They have those nice little hologram sort of things going on too. Yeah, so it looks like it's really hard to copy them or something. I don't even know if they were real silver, but they called them that. And so we went there, and then we got our 2,000 yen back. 
So all in all, we had, uh, what were the damages? We spent 3,000 yen for, oh no, 1,000 yen for what? Three beers and some chips. No, we spent 600 yen. No, you, you put, oh yeah, that's right, because we got the 400 yen back. That's right, yeah. that's right. So we spent 600 yen for three beers. Chips. A bag of chips and about 45 minutes. Of, it was more like an hour and a half, was it? But, no, I don't think it was I, I don't know. 45 minutes of hearing loss. So all in all, uh, you know, if you go to a rock show or something like that, you're going to spend $40, which is a little bit like, I don't know, 3,500 yen. And then you're going to spend like eight bucks per beer. Eight bucks per beer. And lose your get, hearing. And you're going to lose your pretty much the same amount of hearing. So basically, what we're saying is that it's we much... We saw a rock show. It's much cheaper to lose your hearing in Japan. <laughs> Provided that you're a natural at pachinko. Okay. But if you're not, as some people seem not to be, then maybe, uh, maybe, maybe see the show. Yeah, I'm clearly one of those people, so... Oh, we're going to get on the right side of the sidewalk. Okay, anyway. Oh, is that a beer vending machine? Oh, no, you want to put your can in there. Hmm, maybe I should finish this, too. You want to hit up this other guy? Yeah. Well, let's put them in the fridge. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, that's going to be a night. I think, uh, I think we're missing a topic here. What? We're missing how to win properly at Pachinko. See, this is a, this is a topic for which I cannot speak. <laughs> so so, so why, don't, why don't you share your, your technique? Because clearly, clearly I don't have the, uh, the winning touch. So, so here's what you do. You, uh, you, you crank the knob. That, that, that's really about it. <laughs> okay. Fred was cranking my knob for a little bit, but it didn't help. No, I, I, I'm actually pretty sure that the machines are rigged. Uh, I mean, they kind of have to be because I use the exact same technique on two different machines, and I guess it worked on one machine, didn't work at all on the other machine. And the idea is to crank the knob little by little until you notice that the balls start falling into the middle slot. And then you just hold it there very steadily for an extremely long time. I was able to do this for the entire time and win all kinds of balls, apparently. And even though I did the exact same thing on Chris's machine, it didn't seem to work out. I think there's a combination of a winning machine and the right knob holding touch. And I think that's pretty much it. You gotta turn the knob like very little by very little until you get it exactly right, and uh, and I guess it's just patience and you know trial and error with the with the knob turn, turning it maybe two degrees at a time. I, I clearly didn't have that winning touch. Clearly not. So you'll just have to come back and, and win me more beer. I guess I will. And, and kill yeah, my yeah. hearing a little more. You can destroy your hearing just a touch more. <laughs> and the, the interesting thing was that uh, even with the extra balls that I gave you. Which were numerous, by the way. I still, I still lost them all. <laughs> so if you played by yourself, you probably would have walked away with about 4,500. I could well have walked away with an extra 1,000 balls. See, that, that's a lesson to all the Finding Japan listeners. Don't ever play pachinko with me. Because I'll steal your balls. And <laughs> Chris will not only steal your balls, sharing may be caring, but it's also losing your balls. <laughs> Can you make sure that's in there? Yeah. It's, it's there. Okay, on that note, uh, we're going to wrap it up because we're about, I don't know, five minutes away from my house. Somewhere. We're pretty close. But anyway, 
Uh, this is Chris and this is Fred. And this was uh, Finding Japan. Thanks for listening.